Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Go ahead, Cap. Now, back to Will and Diddy on 95.7 The Game. All right, what's cooking, everybody? Um, 888-957-9570. So now you're already, you already had some conversations in the other room with the meanest person here at 95.7 The Game, Ray Rattle? Yes, yes. Okay, how'd that go? It went great. Okay. I said, hi, Ray, good morning, and he stopped in his tracks, and he looked over and uh, didn't return the salutation. And then our very own Joseph Spadoni, Spadoni, mm-hmm. said, hey, Ray, according to a caller, you were ranked number one as the meanest host on the station. Such a bleep starter. Listen Ray, to Spadone. Ray looked over again, oh my God. and uh, what he said it will remain unsaid. Okay. But I'll just say this, that he... He agreed with the ranking. Well, that's the thing. Like, Ray is the <laughs> only one... It. Yeah, Ray's the only one who won't be offended by this. This is the list. The meanest people at the station to the nicest. Ray... <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. Where? Which direction are you going? From nice to mean or from mean to nice? Oh, no. Mean to nice. Okay, so we're starting with the meanest. Go ahead. Ray. Ray Rado. Steiny. Okay. Damon. Yeah. Bonte. (laughs) Bibbs. Okay. Guru. Willard. Madsen. Shasky. Whitey. Spadoni, Ludman, Cam, and honorable mention because I miss him, Nice Guy Steven. Yeah, not well. I mean, That's like, the when, list. when right your nickname's here. Nice Guy, I think you have to be the top. All right, so uh, I, I think what we're doing here, it's Good for Spadone. Yeah, it's eleven oh six, and so we're building, we're building toward what feels like. Uh, a, a very stressful situation. Yeah. Uh, about yeah. about 50, 45 to 50 minutes from right now, I believe that uh, that Steiny and I tried to come in here and simply do a job yesterday. And uh, and we did. And uh, I will stand behind everything that I did and said yesterday. Uh, and in fact, you know, we did an extra hour from what we normally usually do. Um, my kids are on ski week and I was here until 2 o'clock instead of noon. Oh, heroic. And that is because I'm a team player and uh, Five out of the eight regular hosts uh, took the day off. And God, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I hope you got some rest, some relaxation. I got some park time with my six-month-old. Right, some recharging, all of those things. Um, and so we did that, and yet somehow that has led to uh, the, the whole staff coming in today hating one another. Well, the, the hatred has been there. It's been kind of the uh, secret underbelly because we love each other until... A caller, and one of the great callers, Filmo Mike, when he comes out with his uh, mean rankings. And his rankings save a giant. His rankings were really, really pretty accurate. Uh, Whitey Gleason is the nicest guy here, though, so he need, he's nicer than Spadoni, certainly. I don't know Cam, but he's nicer than Cam. 
Whitey Gleason's a good guy. Other than the fact that he no-showed my birthday party back uh, in 2011, and I've never forgiven deal. him. That's a big deal, yeah. Whitey, is, he is the single nicest guy at the station. Um, He's right up there. I mean, he's, he's just a there. nice guy. Yeah, yeah. A, he's lot a, nice of, guy. A, lot, a lot of the guys who are near the top of the list are really, really nice people. I mean, Lubman, you know. Lubman's a nice guy. Yeah. Still young, though, so you should be nice at that age. Spadoni with two kids, getting meaner by the day. Kyle Madsen, also very nice. So I liked Filmo Mike's rankings. They were okay. very accurate. Yeah, you, but you didn't like where you were. I didn't mind where I was. Okay. Actually, I think that he had me in the right spot because meaner than me, according to Filmo Mike, and I apologize to the YouTube audience that didn't get to hear that. Maybe Spadoni can actually put the rankings on YouTube in order. That way people can see them. But Ray, Damon, Steiny, Bonte, I'll say all meaner than me. Bonte's borderline. Bonte could have gone either way, I think. But Ray, Steiny, and Damon, easily more right. more mean than me. Uh, more more on I'm this nice coming up. Gets. Yeah, more well, Come I mean, on. more on this coming up later on in the hour when you Guru make joins. me look mean because you are so nice. So I look mean by comparison. Okay. That, when I was on with Joe, Lowe, and Dibbs. That is a mischaracterization sensation, is is what that is. What, if you I, as nice? No, 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 no. No, the fact that no, you... No, it's all relative. Yeah, what the hell, Dibbs? When I was on with Joe, Lowe, and Dibbs, I, was, I did not even register on the meanometer next to, uh, next to the main yeah, host. Yeah, that's all on-air persona stuff. I'm talking well, about off air. You would yeah, think. yeah, you're you you're think. a you're a total the hot mess. Off That's air, <laughs> I'm a good chip lollipop. No, I'm actually no, no, no. a lot nicer off the air than I am on the no, air. You're, no, you, you want to know how? Because you're flimsy, you, fraudulent takes, are, which gets me oh angry. Oh my gosh, you're you're a mess. Thank but you. You know what you are? <laughs> oh, I'm a mess. You are you are incredibly nice, except when you're not. Oh boy! I'm literally. This is you. You know this about you. You have two personalities. Oh boy, do you, I! You run hot. Woo, so, so when hot. something gets you, you get really hot. But if something hasn't gotten you, you're you're as nice as they come. Team player. Yeah. Supportive. Yeah. Loving. Right. Happy. Have you like? Have you or have you not had alcohol prior to an experience with dibs? That's a question. Because that right, like that can that can change things for people. Are you implying that in the Super Bowl, in say the I'm fourth quarter, when I started shouting at your children you about begging for calls, <laughs> is that what you're referencing? No. When an Eagles okay. receiver got four feet in on a catch, and I turned to your 16-year-old and you know said, what? "You weren't mean at the Super Bowl. You were like Spadone was just moments ago. You were a bleep starter. Ah, you were trying. Not you were, bad. You're looking around the room." And you're looking about who cared about what, and then you decided to poke. It's the little brother syndrome. Right, right. I have six older siblings. It's in my a, nature. I got a 16-year-old kid over here who's waiting for six large if the Chiefs can win by four sure. or less. Begging for calls. And you're, right. And you're over here going, poke, 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 poke. He's 16. $600 would be like somebody looking at you and going, there's 10 grand on the line. And 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 how First of all, you, he's sixteen going on twenty five. He's he's a he's a very mature young he's, man. He's also sixteen going on twelve. I mean, yeah, he's a good boy. Point. He's yeah, about he's six two. Right. Like uh, so. Anyway. Former coworker of mine. So I felt like I had additional license. True. It's true. So no, I wasn't offended by any of it. No, I'm just, no. Yeah, yeah. You have you have multiple personalities. Like You're not wrong. People. Yeah. It should also be yeah. said the meanness is relative. Like everybody at this station's approachable. Everyone as they walk by will say yeah. hi on most days. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, approach a ball. I don't know if you'd want to. Maybe do it's because I'm just so nice that everybody's cool. Very high on the way. I just, uh, <laughs> Cal deserves to be on shaking. And if Filmo Mike mm-hmm. would see me with the stripes on and the whistle in my mouth, okay. I'd be number one on the, on the mean rankings. All right, so let's let's take this conversation to, for instance, the San Francisco Giants. Is Gabe Kapler approachable? It depends who you are. Is he, he seems very approachable. Is he nice? He's very nice. I don't, I've, I've I don't, had conversations yeah. with him recently at a coffee shop. I walked up to him. I was the only one to recognize who he was and what he did. I walked right up to him, introduced myself. He said hello, shook my hand, entertained my conversation for about 90 seconds. I didn't press him. He didn't press me. We parted as friends. What did he say? He just said, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. I said, yeah, I work with a guy who does an impersonation of you. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And I said, yeah, we'd love to have you on. And he said, today's not a good day. And actually, what's funny was... Like, I didn't mean now. It was the day that they signed Carlos Correa. Right. So I said, actually, today is a good day because so. you signed Correa. But I, I didn't mean today. Right. I just said in the future. We are busy. Yeah. Today. He's busy. Yeah. Okay. But I hope Fine. we can get him on soon. We will. But he is very nice. And he's very approachable. Right. Yet. Arrogant. Well, so. Know it all. Okay. That's that's an interesting one for me. Perfectly sculpted body and finely tuned beard. He sickens me. Arrogant. There's and a dibs you want. Arrogant, yeah. <laughs> arrogant and know it all. Let's focus on those for a second. Let's and start by, with arrogance. Okay. By the way, 888-957-9570. Um, because, and this, Shasky threw this out there yesterday. Caught my attention. I thought it was interesting. Anything capital related on the internet, the comments below it are all just all this all this negativity, right? What is it? What is it? Because um, here here are and if I if I may be Dan Dibley for a second, here are the facts. Bring it. Here are the actual. Here's the resume, right? I love facts. Okay, more wins than losses. He's a winner. Okay, three seasons now. Won more games than, than he's lost. Even in his five-year managerial career, more wins than also losses. Also true. Also yeah. true. Um, I didn't mean to out-fact your fact, but I'm just trying to help you Well, here. no. Let me just see. If I were like if I were Gabe's agent, I were sitting here at a, uh, at a negotiation sensation. Uh, You're on fire today. I mean, here's maybe what I would say, right? So, he's won more games than he's lost. Dang. He engineered the greatest regular season in the history of the San Francisco Giants organization. Did he not? He did. Okay. So in, and we keep calling it three seasons, let's call it two and a half. Okay. Okay, but like uh, in those two and a half seasons, he's got a playoff appearance. He's got a division championship breaking the Dodgers streak of 142 in a row. All right? Okay. So 50 games above 500 with the Higants. Those are all... Those are the resume facts. Normally, if those were the facts after two and a half slash three seasons for a manager, a fan base would be like, okay, not like let's do a parade. You didn't win a World Series. You haven't gone to the playoffs every year. There was one season last year that was disappointing. There's no question. Never won a playoff series. Never won a playoff series, right? And, and the first year was there were no expectations and pandemic and all that junk, okay? But the two seasons after that, one of them was disappointing, and one of them was overwhelmingly, surprisingly good. So, but you, you, so without a parade, you'd be like, okay, this is solid. If you just looked at the numbers of it, you're right. Right. 217 and 167, one division title in three years, 
One playoff berth and a playoff loss in five games. Gutsy little effort. That's the resume. And and that's not the reaction. The right. reaction around Gabe Kapler is, now, okay, yeah, you're doing a solid job. People are literally, there, there's, there's saliva flying out of both sides of people's mouths about the way that he goes about his business. So what what specifically is that? What is it? And, and now you said arrogance and know-it-all, which, by the way, are two words that we get tagged with in our industry on the daily. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, we had some fun with this yesterday uh, when uh, <clears throat> yeah, my good friend Steiny was in. <sighs> And we did a Back show to together. That. Well, no, someone someone uh, sent in on YouTube that uh, Willard always think, thinks his takes are right. And I was like, how weird would it be if I thought my takes were wrong? You're the Gabe Kapler of radio. Wouldn't that be very odd? <laughs> if, if I was like, I got a take for you, and then I spit it, and then I was like, wrong, right? I, I hate my take. That would be very weird. So we get tagged with arrogant, know-it-all. Gosh, they think they're always right. We're talking for a living, and we're only going to say it if we think we're right. Why would I? Why would I say something and think that I was wrong? So are these even real characteristics that we're jamming down Gabe Kapler's throat? Yes, they're perceptions. Perceptions. They're not, well, okay. The characteristic like. Are you arrogant or are you not arrogant? Well, it's hard for you to say. It's up to me and the audience to make that determination about how we perceive you. Steve Kerr, for example, I don't think, in my opinion, comes across as arrogant. Some people look at Steve Kerr and think he's arrogant. I think uh, it was uh, Alan this morning on our changeover talking about Kyle Shanahan versus Gabe Kapler in terms of arrogance and being a know-it-all. So we all look at these coaches, these managers, these GMs, and we make judgments based on what we think and how we perceive them. And I know that there's a certain amount of haterade that goes into the Gabe Kapler perception because his beard is always perfect and he's finely sculpted and chiseled and put together and muscular and he, he carries himself with a certain sense that you know, he's in control of everything and I'm the best at everything. And the fact that he is fit and takes care of his body, to me, is not something that I want to hold against him. Right. You know, in terms of <laughs> Philly how did, you... by the way. Philly hated that. Right. Philly and, and it does I guess you could you you could weave it in to this idea of Gabe Kapler, whether he means this or not. People do, they come off a certain way, whether they mean to or not. So it's a perception. And part of it is, and the way you caricaturize his voice, I think is perfect because (laughs) the way he speaks is very measured and there's a sense that he is not really telling you how he feels. It's very measured. It's very antiseptic. It's very much uh, well thought out and phony. In some people's eyes. A lot of people do use that word, too. I know JD loves to come around and use that word. with, And I I have no problem mentioning it because he has no problem mentioning it. Right. He says it quite often. And And again, that's a perception. Well, but I don't know. Like, I I still... I mean, does Gabe, like, really do that? When he goes to feed the dog, here you're going to have some kibble. (laughs) You will get wet food this evening. I made a mistake. (laughs) I have accidentally (laughs) put one and three quarters cups... (laughs) In the bowl, right. and it was supposed to be one and two thirds. We will subtract. 
11 one hundredths of kibble out of your next meal. Um, yeah, that's I, it, it, so, so. There is that perception comes off a certain well. way. Yes. So if you come off as I know it all, then you also show up chiseled like a GQ model. It's just like, oh my gosh! I and I do. I think that this is really what it comes down. I think you think not you. Giants fans. Yeah. I think you think that Gabe Kapler thinks he's better than you. I don't know if that's the case. But I think you think that. And nobody, whether you're successful or not, nobody likes to be in a room with people who think that they're better than you. Because it may, like, by definition, it makes you feel bad about yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And especially when... You have a team that goes 81 and 81, and you're starting to see, or you did see, some of his own players questioning some of his sure. approaches. Antics is too strong, but some of the way he approaches it. And I think a lot of this, too, Mark, is based on who he followed up. Because when you think about Bruce Bochy, That's a great point. Bruce Bochy was not often perfectly quaffed. <laughs> his body is not necessarily a temple. Bruce Bochy feels like the uncle, father, grandpa that you always wanted. If you ask Bruce a question, we've been lucky enough to interview him over the course of our careers many, many times, and it's always, you know, I'm going to tell you how I really feel, you know? It's that homespun vibe. Totally. You would never look at well, Bruce Bochy and say, that dude is so arrogant. We also won. So like True. this is a one True. this is a one two punch. You you have three rings. It's two piece. You have three rings and you appear to be someone I would love to have in the corner of the couch at the holidays with a cocktail in hand and sit down and get a beer. Have a conversation. I've got you a tie. There you go. Right. Like that. So there it is such a change. And and we don't love change. And it also, it's not just change, it's change from the last guy and change from everything we've ever known. Think about the managers prior to Bruce Bochy. Who did we have? Collectively over the last uh, few years, Felipe Alou, Dusty Baker, Roger Craig. They're all kind of like, they all look the same when they walk out to the mound. They're getting up there in age. Super, super nice people, so it seems. Old school. Old school. And now... Here comes, like literally, I think if the Giants should lean into this, they honestly should play right said Fred when the guy walks to the mound. It would be hilarious. They won't do it. I'm too sexy for my lineup card. (laughs) I'm too sexy for this pitcher. Too sexy (laughs) for this pitch, pitch, pitcher. He's out of here. Totally. That would be so funny. They won't do it. But he doesn't fit into any narrative we've ever known about the manager of a baseball team. So we're having a hard time with that. Right. And we had an easier time when he won 107. He was you can hip. excuse anything when he was hip and right. handsome and boy that beard. I got to I got to start grooming well, mine the same way. But you, when you go 81 and 81, all of a sudden now you're arrogant, you tinker too much and I hate the platoon system. You win 107 games and you tell me something where you're like, "Look, I'm very smart and you're not." Most people will look at it and go, wow, I, I, I learned something there. Yeah. Uh, they're very smart. They're, how can you argue he's won 107 games? You bring the same comment where, like, we did this, and a reporter comes in and goes, why did you do this? Well, it was obvious that that was the right thing exactly. to do. Exactly. And you lost 8-3. to three. 
and you're four games under 500. It's like, what do you mean it's obvious that you did the right thing? It's not obvious because it's not working. So as we know in sports, that always, that's the background of everything. Kyle Shanahan, who you brought up a a few minutes ago, has been through this 14 times just as the 49er head coach just over the last five years. You lose three games in a row. Oh, this boy genius play caller crap. I've never, and then the next thing you know, QB3 is a star. Exactly. You win eight in a row, and everyone's like, look, just, we got to, we got one of the best coaches in the game. So winning fixes all of of that stuff. It does, yeah. Except for not quite here. Because even while last year was disappointing, Gabe Kapler has won. He's won more than he's lost. Yes. That's usually, in a small sample, enough for people. It usually is. But I think he is emblematic of a number of things. For one, the change, like you said, from the old school to the new school. And part of the change from the old school to the new school is this roster churn. And I know he doesn't run the roster, but Gabe Kapler is the face of the franchise. Farhan Zaidi <laughs> can hide behind his moves. He doesn't have to come out and face the music every day. So when Gabe Kapler talks about fill-in-the-blank new player who Farhan found as a Rule 5 or we picked him up in a trade, we made seven trades this week and it's a new player in and a new player out, Gabe Kapler is the one who has to face up to that. Farhan Zaidi doesn't. So I think that Gabe is more emblematic of what Giants fans are feeling, Mark, which is I don't know who any of these guys are, and you can't blame Farhan. You can, but it's easier to look at Gabe. We we feel as if, you know. What's interesting, though, is if you're a frustrated Giants fan from the offseason, Gabe Kapler is the last person who should frustrate. She's got nothing to do with it. Right. Like you, Gabe Kapler has a sum total of zero to do with Aaron Judge or Carlos Correa. He does, right? None, exactly. None. Unless the only way he's got something to do with them is if uh, the player was like, "I really want to come to San Francisco, but I don't want to play for that guy." That'd I, I want to play more than six innings a game. Right, that'd be the only way. Other than that, Gabe is 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 maybe tiny bit loosely part of their pitch. But he is not making those decisions. He's right. not making those offers. He is sitting there waiting to manage whoever shows up with a jersey. But he is the face of the franchise. So when fans are frustrated with the state of the franchise, Gabe Kapler has to bear some of that uh, that burden just based on the fact that he's out there every day and Farhan's not. Um, all right. We can get to your phone calls on this, and we will. 888-957-9570. Um, it is all brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Plus, two different redrafts of the 2022 NFL draft. Where did Brock Purdy go? You might be surprised by this. We'll get to that coming up next, and we're inching closer to an angry guru who will show up here in just about 28 minutes or so. Can't wait. It's Willard and Dibs. Steinmetz of Steiny and Guru, 12 to 3 on 95 7 the game. Let's get back to Willard and Dibs. Why is it Willard and Dibs? Dibs has been here longer. Let's get back to Dibs and Willard on 95 7 the game. Yeah, that's not how it works. That's why. Uh, although we did split it yesterday. From 10 to noon, it was Willard and Steiny, and from 
noon to two, it was Steiny and Willard. Look at you. Yeah. I wish you were that magnanimous with me. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, you know, we can go into negotiations if you want. You know what that would be, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you, what do you want? You want to want like oh, well, boy. five minutes of, of uh, Dibley and Willard from 11.33 to 11.38? Why is it going to be Dibley? Um, what do you want it to be? I like it to be Willard and Dibs because from a syllabic structural well, standpoint, the two and the one works better than the one and the two. Then we're done here. Yeah. We're, I'm just a little bit surprised that you would bend over and kowtow to a guy who's come at you so many times. You've been in shouting matches with this man, no. and like yet you just no. bend over backwards. No, it was a, a capitulation sensation. Listen, I'm not the type. I'm not the type to pound people into the ground. You say I've been in shouting matches with this man. I've had control of the situation the whole time. So why would I, why would I, why would I, you know what I mean? Like, why would I pound him into submission? How many sound bites do we have? He stuck it in me. He, he, right? Willard stuck it in me. Willard's right. He mentally crushed me. He owned me. He this, that. Like, we've got all these sound clips. What am I going to do? Show up and just like... Bang his head all the way onto the ground for one last time? For the audience, I yes. Mean, no. Like the, that's what the audience wanted yesterday. They didn't want you, you two no skipping idea. through you the meadow. You don't know the audience. You oh, no, I know the audience. You have no idea what they wanted. They wanted blood. No, Jordan. Thank you. I think they love. You, I think they love what they got. But so you're telling me, Goo is uh, is really hot to try. He's mad. All right. He's mad, and I don't blame him. At who? He's mad at everyone. Well, but he's mad at the two of you. Yeah, I got nothing to apologize for. I know. Oh, that. we'll see. That's coming up at eleven fifty-five. I mean, I have absolutely no fear and no hesitation uh, whatsoever. Willard and Dibs is sponsored by AC Transit. Hey, Will Barton, did it do anything for you? Will Barton has been bought out by the uh, Washington Wizards. Kyle just gave a big old thumbs down. Uh, Will Barton this year for the Wiz was averaging 7.7, thank you. Yeah, Bart does well in this town. 7.7 points per game, uh, hitting 38% of his three-point shots. And uh, until this year, completed a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8-year run with the Denver Nuggets. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where he never averaged less than 11 points per game, and a couple seasons averaged north of 15 points per game. Like, good offensive player. It's not really what the Warriors need. Right. But he's a good player. It's a pass for me, Mark. It's a pass because, you know, you talk about what the Warriors really need, and I don't think that Will Barton is that. I mean, if Will Barton is at his best, then, yeah, he could probably help you, but he's not been that player this year. He hasn't played a ton, only 40 games with Washington, and like you said, he's averaging 7.7. Where has his game gone at the age of 32? He's either disinterested, washed up, Injured or all the above, for me, it's a pass. What is an average defensive rating in the NBA? I think zero. No. (laughs) I think it is. No, no, no. The ratings are, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what leads to these numbers. I I have no clue, by the way. But uh, here, NBA league average, defensive rating, 2021. Uh, Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, It looks like it was somewhere in the neighborhood of, give or take, an average defensive rating could be from about 107 to 112. And Will Barton is 116. Okay. So, worse than average. Or is it better than average? Well, 116 would be you give up 116 points per 100 possessions. Um, so the lower the number would be, the better the number. Okay, so he's bad. Yeah. Defensive rating. D-rating's yeah. a tough individual stat. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. But I'm trying to figure out because I just flat don't know what kind of a defensive player is Will Barton. I've never heard his name brought up as a very good one. But if you were interested in Patrick Beverly, if Will Barton's a good defensive player, then grab him. But it, it appears maybe he's not. Yeah, I'm looking at defensive box plus minus, which is an estimate of their points per 100 contributed above the league average. And every year he's been a minus in that stat. So... And that maybe isn't a great stat in terms of overall defense, but individually from a, a box score standpoint over the course of his career, which is now, geez, 11 years of NBA basketball every year, but a couple, he's been a minus on the defensive metric. Um, 888-957-9570. We'll go to the phones here in just a second, but I wanted to throw this out there. This was, this was fun. Uh, ESPN and CBS both did NFL redrafts 2022 in both of them. Brock Purdy was the first quarterback taken. CBS had him 16th overall to the Saints. ESPN had him 4th overall to the New York Jets. So, I understand this is just the rookies and it maybe wasn't it wasn't a great quarterback draft. Uh Pickett was probably the guy who hit the most with uh with the Steelers as far as rookies are concerned, but for whatever it's worth, with regard to your be- your belief or lack thereof in uh, in the greatness that is Brock Purdy in the NFL redraft, he has gone from Mister Irrelevant right to the first quarterback taken. 
And that makes sense based on the way he played in the Shanahan scheme, which is why these these redrafts always, they kind of amuse me to the extent of the reality of the situation. Now, you talk about what ESPN had him going number four. To the Jets, yeah. To the Jets. Well, the Jets took Sauce Gardner, who is a pro bowler, and after one season is on a Hall of Fame track. Right. And I know it's just one season. Yeah, but in the redraft, Sauce's gone. Sauce is the number one overall pick. He's number redraft. one overall. Yeah, and absolutely. who else went ahead of Brock Purdy? Oh, well, now you're going to make is me. It probably Aiden thing. Hutchinson. Uh, Aiden was one of them. I think he was third overall. Yeah, here, let me pull it up. I, I do have it. Here we go. Sauce Gardner is number one overall. Hutchinson is number two overall. Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver okay, of the yeah. Jets, goes three overall to Houston. But this is the CBS draft. Um, that has Brock going 16th to the Saints. And who do they have the, the CBS draft? Who do they have the Jets taking then instead Derek, of... Derek Stingley, the cornerback. Okay, which is good. Who yeah. went number three overall in the real draft. Yeah. And I guess why this amuses me, these redrafts, is let's put Brock Purdy on the Jets, and I guess he beats out Zach Wilson, or maybe he waits for Zach Wilson to do what Zach did, which was get hurt, and then Brock Purdy goes on and plays. Does Brock Purdy have the year with the Jets that he had with the 49ers. Well, of course not. Does he have the same year with the Saints that he has with the 49ers? I mean, I, I doubt it. I would say, of course yeah. not. So then, let's just say, in this alternative universe, he is a Jet, or he is a Saint, and then we do the same exercise where we redraft the 2022 NFL Draft he goes way further down the draft Maybe. because he's in that different situation. Well, I don't think he goes 8-0, but by the same token, I do think there's somewhere in between. This goes back to the conversation that is going to just come out over and over and over again, which is when a 49er quarterback does well, is it the quarterback or is it Kyle? Um, and it has to be... At a minimum, a little bit of both. Absolutely. It has to be. And it's been proven. And I don't know why people don't see it. Because Purdy can go out there, literally average 10 points more per game than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, well, he's just a product of Kyle Shanahan and this great roster. Well, how's that possible? He's scoring 10 more points per game yeah. uh, than yeah. Jimmy. And then you can factor in Trey and all of the other quarterbacks from Beathard to Mullins that we've seen in the Kyle Shanahan era. Brock Purdy, that eight-game stretch, it, it, I don't think this is this is wrong. Best eight-game stretch that we've watched a quarterback play under Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, no? Yeah, probably. Right? I mean, you'd have to look at Jimmy Garoppolo in, in terms of Wins because ultimately you play to win the game, and you know the opponents that Brock Purdy had versus the other opponents. But in terms of just quarterback numbers and productivity and wins, yeah, you want them all. Hard to be better than yeah, undefeated. Yeah, right. And so I, I, to that standpoint, but in this redraft conversation, it's always a little bit odd for me because Brock Purdy doesn't go number four overall in a redraft if it wasn't for. The Kyle Shanahan system and his success in that system. Yeah, is, Kyle. Is got? he the first quarterback off the board, unquestioned? In in a redraft? Yes. Forget where he unquestioned. Goes. Absolutely. I, I think so. I think so. Well, when you look at the There's real nobody, draft, yeah. Kenny Pickett went number twenty right. overall. Right. So it's not like there was a Trevor Lawrence who happened to be number one overall and had a bad year. Yeah. There was no quarterbacks in that draft really who are even projected to be legitimate superstars. By the way, in this redraft, Pickett goes to the exact same spot he actually went to the Steelers at number 20. That's funny. That's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't a great quarterback draft. Um, it, it just wasn't. All right, we got some calls. Let's boogie. We'll go to you coming up next. Plus, uh, here comes Guru um, hopping mad. Uh, Willard and Dibbs, 95.7 The Game. 
pets had to fall off. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I mean, there's literally like strategy that's being texted around by people right now. I'm uncomfortable with this. I love everybody. I mean, that's not true. Thank you. I love everybody here. A, a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you can go ahead and back the truck up on that take, too. No, I do. I got. I, I don't have any beef here. I really don't. No, I don't have any beef here. I Listen, this is the... Sorry. Dude, you got <laughs> one starting to hurt. Sinus infection. <laughs> I, I, this is one of the... Totally. This is one of the beautiful things about sort of being the, the most recent in the door. The newbie. Well, but you guys all have this junk that's been going on. I'm not a part of any of it. I got nothing against anybody. What's here. even more intriguing is that we've tried to drag you down in the mud with right. us, but you just... I'm not going there. You just don't go there. Why and would I, I go there? Because... Uh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be in the mud. And I understand that. I've been in this business, in this market so long that I can't help but have beef. <laughs> All right. I cannot so, wait to get my brother in Guru's here. Guru's getting in here. We Let's also go. have we have a one-two punch of, uh, of two of the most famous callers. Uh, at 95 Can we keep it tidy and get them both yeah, in? Yeah, let's, let's, let's keep it tight. Get your and, damn and that's dog. A, that's a message to both of you who are calling as well. But but let's go to Robin uh, in the city. Hi, Robin. What are you doing? Hi, you guys. Um, what am I doing? Let me make it real quick. I, I have a 2021, or is it, yeah, uh, Toyota Camry. I put myself on a budget. So I'm trying to figure out if it's, I'm in South San Francisco. If it is worth me driving back to San Francisco, uh, to get gas at four seventy nine a gallon as opposed to four ninety nine <laughs> a gallon in South San Francisco. I want you to get it there, Robin. Yeah, get it there. I want I want you to get the uh, the higher price gas and feel good about it, Robin. <laughs> well, I didn't know if the miles. You know, some people would drive hey, like two Robin, miles. Robin, can I jump in? Like, Robin, 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 I got to jump in. We literally just said we need you to keep it tight, and you started with gas prices. Did you have some? I love you, but did you do you have something about Gabe Kapler? Because if you don't, Robin, we got to go. Me too. So, here, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys kind of stole my thunder. Um. Why is it that when someone is good looking, that they blame it and, and they make it seem like the person is less than because they're good looking? They used to do that to me grow up alone. But I don't remember it ever being done to Pat Riley, uh, uh, Michael Irving, and, and, and be damned Deion Sanders if he don't think he look good. So, you know, you guys kind of went over it. So is winning linked to, to your looks? So if you don't, so if you if you if you're a loser, then all of a sudden you think you look good and you think you're better than everybody. And as my father used to say, no, you think I think I'm better than you. Hey, you that's, that. I think that's well said, Robin. Thank you very much. Yes, Dibs. How many times have in the process of you getting mad at me, uh, you talked about the fact that I'm not overweight? Um, I feel like that happens all the time. Yeah, and you're yeah. E extraordinarily good looking. Thank you. But uh, uh, that's the cross that you have to bear because uh, you're not a regular guy. You think you're better than us, Mark, and it sucks. No, I am. Uh, let's go to somebody else who thinks they're better than everybody else. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, My man. it's BPA. Hi, <laughs> BPA. What are you doing? Oh, hang on. Hang on. Yeah, talk. Go ahead. Wow. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. I'm seeing a Whoa. sickening display of fake Good love Lord. between Steen Metz oh. and uh, the <laughs> aforementioned <laughs> handsome Mark Willard. What are you doing, wow. my brother? 
right. Um, so it's not going to happen for the Warriors this year. Like, and I think the collective denial in Warrior Land is pretty galling, to be frank. Yeah. And I would say that that just total. I mean, just a total whip on the buyout market for a team that is abysmal defensively, and just you know, oh no, nobody's good enough because we need to see Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb play more <laughs> in the second half. It's like you know, Patrick. I mean, there's a lot of guys that could help us defensively that are better than most of our rotation guys. So you know, I, it's just it's not going to happen. You know, we're seven and twenty-two on the road. We're the twenty-first rated defense in the league. All all of our guards in our rotation, other than Divincenzo, are abysmal. So Poole, Clay, and Jerome are, are historically bad defensively this year. And so, like, I just I don't understand why they wouldn't have at least tried to get somebody in the buyout market to help. Um, and I well, don't understand it, why people think it, twenty-nine and twenty twenty-nine and twenty-nine. It's not. Happen. It yeah. sounds like Thank they did. You, Brian. They did. BPA. They tried yeah. to get Patrick Beverly. Yeah. And he, he chose the Chicago Bulls. Um, so a lot uh, of delusion. BPA. Appreciate yeah. the phone call. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Thank you, BPA. Appreciate that. Um, hello, uh, Steinie and Guru. Hi, friend. How we? Yeah. How you doing? How, doing well. How man. was the rest of your day <laughs> yesterday? It was fun spending part of it with you. Yeah. It's, it was different because I left the studio with a big smile on my face, and uh, that's not usually the. I can't do this. No, because you're a phony. Yeah. You, nah, because I love you, you. You can only act one day you don't a week. Love me. And by the way, for those of you on YouTube, yes, they're all chiming in with the worst, most awkward fake bro hug oh. in Did you see bro it? hug history. Actually, there was no. No, we knew what side to go First to. First of all, you abhor physical contact That's with not true. anyone. No, that's not true. And not secondly, Mark Willard, you're above the fray. That was the most awkward <laughs> fake hug I've ever seen. Uh, like, I don't even know what fray you're talking about. I'm not in any fray right now. Because you're above the fray. I have absolutely... Again, oh, there's a fray. I have nothing to apologize for. Fray. I walked in here. I was told to do a job. I did my job. I didn't take shots at anybody. Armando Benitez. Yesterday you did. Yeah. Yes, I did? Yeah. Who did I take shots at? I'm gonna take off that Go jacket, Goo. Let him know, Goo. Go ahead. So Go ahead. let him know. I don't know if people know. Tell them. But I have the hardest job here at the station. Speak on it. Because this is my best friend off air. That's awkward. And there's a stick on air to where he he's Mike Tyson to me, right? And I got walked out. Oh, Guru, mm. come here, give me a hug. So I was going to call you before the show yesterday to warn you, like, stick and move, jab, laugh, you know, you know, uppercut, all this. And the Steiny you got yesterday, I don't know who that was. So I said, uh-oh, Frazier Ali, let me tune in. I stopped everything I was doing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 